0: Health and happiness, everyone. Welcome to the Strength and Motion Show, an online experience curated specifically for the members and fans of Strength and Motion Academy. If you haven't heard of our space before, we are a 24 7 gym in Midvale, Western Australia, and our goal is to provide a space where people can build a strong and mobile body using a functional and holistic health approach to training and life. Today, we are talking stress. If you have been listening to our previous episodes, you'll understand that stress is number four of four pillars that we probably prioritized down at our gym and our coaching. So those four pillars are movement, nutrition, sleep, and stress. And that's what we promote to all of our members and clients with the hope that they can build solid foundations within their health, strength, and well-being. Anybody who lifts regularly and strives to be healthy knows that the one to two hours a day that we spend in the gym is only a fraction of the big picture. Our sleep, our lifestyle, and our mental health and our habits will all have a major influence on health and ultimately our entire existence. So if you are a regular at the Common Commercial Gym and looking for a healthy change or you're a complete beginner who is ready to start taking their first steps into their fitness journey, then listen on. I am now sitting across from co-host Navar, co- uh, co-host, co-owner and coach Navar Pool. Are you excited to cover this topic?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Like we mentioned, there's four pillars of health and just as much as sleep isn't covered or communicated about, I yeah, believe yeah. stress is equally as important and probably the most, uh, least spoken about besides the coming talks of, oh man, life is stressful. Yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah. And that, that's a question I wanted to ask you. How many people do you think will actually know what we're even going to cover when we talk the words stress and what's that going to be broken down into? Do you think they're even going to know? A very like rare few, probably in the terms of like rest and
1: digest and fight mm. or flight. So they might have those common terms, but yeah. just like it was new for us and we're yeah, coaches. It was, yeah. Uh, I think a lot of people will be... Shocked by what we have to share.
0: Yeah, definitely. Uh, how important is stress and understanding what that means? Mm,
1: yeah, I think it's equally as, uh, as important as movement, nutrition, and sleep. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, stress in itself is, well, we have a whole entire nervous system for it. Yeah, And we can manipulate and utilize our stress in positive and negative ways. Mm. And most of society are being controlled by their stress. And it's yeah. creating extreme... Uh, damages and disease to their physiological emotional uh, bodies
0: yeah absolutely I think people don't realize that uh, stress is actually up there in the hierarchy of important things because your nervous system as you mentioned dictates everything Mm. and I did like how you touched on positive stress because I think most people don't even understand that positive stress is is even a thing as Mm. well so why don't we roll off with that? Let's uh, let's actually start with discussion topic number one. What even is stress? I'm actually excited to break this down because this is probably the conversation that I have with most of my clients. Within the first couple of sessions, I need to start opening this can of worms and make them very familiar with it. So yeah. um, do you want to explain the difference between negative stress and positive stress? Yeah, awesome. So I wrote some notes on this
1: uh, and I was thinking the same thing. How do, how do I really help... How do we communicate what is negative and positive stress mm-hmm. well enough to have someone identify and separate the two? Yeah, and what really came to mind for me was the negative stresses that can be accumulated through uh, over time by overthought or hoarding mm-hmm. onto a situation that might have been physiologically traumatic as mm-hmm. well, and that mm-hmm. over time is now causing unresourceful stress that doesn't have to be present doesn't have to be there
0: like secret stress residual stress
1: residual stress yeah Yeah. i like i really really do and i use it quite a lot but i can't find many other terms that really cover it but unresourceful and resourceful Mm. it's like stress uh, negative stress i would say is like inflammation pain chronic accumulated stress that is unresourceful like Mm. it's not serving them towards their goals um and it's not progressing them towards the person they want to be or it's creating Unnecessary
0: pain. Yeah, 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 I, yeah. I like that. Should we? Um, what I would like because I think there's going to be a lot of listeners. Um, that will be even when we say unresourceful, they're not even going to be aware of what that even means. So, yeah. Do you want to do you want to describe to me what does stress feel like in the yeah. body? Can, can you describe some of the whether it's an actual feeling or an emotion that the body is going through because i think people can resonate that with and when they do that then we can actually start explaining the difference between negative, negative and positive stress
1: yeah awesome so most of us and this this is a really challenging one as well because mm. a lot of people from my experience anyway aren't that connected to their body or aware yeah. of what their body feels like what even feeling what even are feelings yeah exactly yeah, yeah. feelings are yeah. fucking
0: like Lame is a lot of, what a lot of go- you know, guys. I are, yeah, think I feel it here. Yeah, you are know, you thinking you're feeling it
1: somewhere? Yeah. Are you really feeling and it? there like feelings for pussies, yeah. You know? like, come on, man, grow up. Yeah, it's 2023 yeah. now, absolutely. Um, close to 2023, mm. um, close to it. Yeah, yeah, sorry, it's 2022, everyone. <laughs> But even in like, you're absolutely right, and that's from an emotional standpoint. Yeah. tension, right? Yeah. Then it, people aren't even aware of their physical body. I'll okay, get mm. someone to do a movement. I'm sure you experience the same all the time. Yeah, and like yeah. where you're feeling that. Like yeah. I think I think I feel it somewhere around this part of my <laughs> yeah. body. Yeah. You know, like yeah, they can't yeah. differentiate or localize the actual physical mm. tension. Mm. But normally, people will feel a sense of like if they're exger- experiencing stress mm-hmm. and overall tension. And yeah. so they'll be quite tight overall, mm-hmm. especially shorter breath and yep. in the chest. Yep. They might even feel this pain in their more like upper back, opposite mm-hmm. to their chest, to their heart mm-hmm. center, and yep. a rounding of the spine. They might even be feeling like uh, cold. They mm-hmm. might be feeling cold or overly hot. Really hot, yeah. Yeah. So it could be one of the others. It's yeah. a either extreme of sort of. Yeah. Um, uh temperament Mm -hmm. and then Mm -hmm. they will be maybe wanting to close up their body and wanting to shorten their body wanting Mm -hmm. to hide and wanting to be alone yeah that's normally what it would feel like faster and shorter breath especially chest and and headaches as well like quite heavy in the head like they can't Mm -hmm. really be present or do yeah. what is in front of them it's just yeah. too much for them
0: yeah just less calm less composed less charisma less charisma yeah, yeah definitely i think that's a good one and uh, so what would what would positive stress feel and look like on somebody then
1: yeah good question because a lot of them do kind of like overlap yeah like, like if someone's overly enthusiastic they might experience warmth and yeah. shorter breath, just as much as someone mm-hmm. being stressed.
0: Yeah, like excitement, for example.
1: Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And this is where it's challenging because you've got to firstly be able to identify what's the difference between excitement mm. and enthusiasm and anxiety. Yeah.
0: And you you need emotional awareness and physical awareness to even understand that.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because that's what I will go towards is firstly helping someone identify. Okay, when you're experiencing excitement or enthusiasm or willpower, like yeah. passion and excitement. Like that's a high, and it can be a positive, like uh, sympathetic nervous system, like fight or flight sort of state, Mm -hmm, but that could mm -hmm. be resourceful and that could be healthy. Yeah. It's like going to the gym. The gym is extremely stressful. Yes. But it's necessary. It is. Yeah. I know we're going to dive into like cold therapy and Mm -hmm. like breath work, ways we could accumulate positive stress. Mm -hmm. But uh, first it will be important for someone to identify what is enthusiasm, excitement, positive sort of Mm -hmm. stress feels like for them. Yeah drives them forward, and then be able to identify the negative, mm. and then you'll mm. be able to go between it because they, they do, they can feel quite similar, but
0: normally yeah. the positive one has some essence of empowerment I would mm-hmm. say to it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah and if there's intention behind it like prior to you stepping to that stressful moment whether that stressful moment is um, the ice bath that you choose to do the mm-hmm. recovery te- te- technique or tactic or the training session that you're about to start because you have chosen to do that mm-hmm. that therefore becomes fi- um, positive physical stress but yeah. if you're actually in a, in a situation when you're forced to exert lots of energy like someone starts a fight with you then you're mm-hmm. like kind of in a way in a negative situation in that zone but you could argue that it's also positive that you're there to defend yourself so yeah you know um well i've actually got a note here which i think is really simple is uh on versus off and out versus in mm. energy out versus energy in um i like to kind of like use those words to help someone explain or help explain to someone there's between negative and positive stress and understanding um what is stress and mm. as you said resourceful and not resourceful when you are more stressed a human is expending more energy mm-hmm. you know their body is tired out they're breathing more their heart rate's probably increased as a result of that stress because when we are stressed that's our body putting ourselves in a state that is actually more optimal for a uh, fight or flight or a survival scenario so if someone's in a situation where they need to push pull run jump climb kick punch Mm. their body needs faster reaction speeds you actually need a higher heart rate to perform in that instance i.e if someone started a fight with you or if you're in a training session that Mm. was a good moment to be in but when you're in that physical state you were ultimately exerting energy and so even if you were just excited you're still exerting energy and so even if you're like um, you're out clubbing or out partying with your friends and having a laugh. Like that can be very, you can, you're very excited, but you can be just as exhausted as someone who's just done a full training session mm. as well, which is interesting with the, with the whoop that I tracked when we went out to the engagement party the other, the last weekend, actually, yeah, I clocked up like a bigger workout dancing, like rocking out on the dance floor. than I did some of my common runs. Yeah. yeah. A lot of energy out goes in there. Mm. Do you have anything else to add on the energy out topic? No, I think you're absolutely right, and this is yeah. why
1: it's important to identify mm. uh, what what is energy out, what is stress out, or yeah. high energy feel mm. like. Because then yeah. and, and also then you could identify when you're in that state, mm. and you can have awareness that you can't always be in that. Yeah, in reality, you can't always be dancing on the dance floor until the day you die. Correct. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. It's impossible, and so it's looking at that, uh, having that awareness, and being able to play around with it and, and notice. Noticing when it's useful and resourceful to yeah. actually move into Absolutely. a high energy, yeah, and which we're about to cover now, yeah, into a different state,
0: yeah, definitely. I like how you said, um, like the positive and negative, uh, positive and negative, and the high energy, low energy, and that that's a good scale to to consider. Is that high energy states are usually more stressful, mm. but in the high energy realm, you can have like negative high energy or positive high energy. And at the same time, you can have your low energy and Mm. negative negative low energy is when Mm -hmm. you're kind of more lethargic or more sad or more depressed. And then um, positive low energy is when you're calm and chill and composed. So that high and low energy scale is both in the positive and the negative realm. Um, should we just describe a little bit about composure and relaxation and what they look like? Because that's a, that's effectively more in the what we call the rest and digest side of things. So yeah. just to kind of illustrate to the listeners as well, just imagine a sliding scale, very similar to like hot versus cold. Mm. On one end of the scale, you have... Uh, What we call sympathetic, which is um, a state of the nervous system or a state of the body. But when you're in a sympathetic state, that is when you are stressed. That's when you're in your fight or flight. That's a common term. So if your body is in a fight or flight state, it is effectively more stress. And it's, it's intentionally stressed so that it can handle the requirements of fighting or fleeing the situation. On the other side of that scale, you have your rest and digest, which is when your body is more calm and your body can actually be more relaxed. It functions better. It heals itself as well and its immune function functions better. The brain function is working better as well. And that's what the calm and composed style looks like. So, Nav, can you tell me about composure and relaxation, what it looks like, what it feels like?
1: Mm, mm. Yeah, so composure really brings to mind for me strong... And stillness mm. as someone that was diagnosed with adhd at seven years old and mm. certainly still to this day i could be more still but what i've discovered is the ability to be strong and still within stressful mo- moments mm. brings a level of composure and relaxation far greater than anything yes like this continuation of nervous ticking is in a very, like, composed and relaxed position, and that's where you'll probably be if you're in high stress. So mm-hmm. to be composed and, and relaxed, you'll probably be experiencing some stillness, some calmness. Mm-hmm. You might even find um, more, f- like, flowingness and open movements. So you mm-hmm. might even find yourself exploring more open postures. Mm-hmm. Like, you might be sitting back a little bit more, arms open, chest open. You might even have your legs open or leg, like, mm-hmm. out to the side. So things that, that like that instead of, like, really batched up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You look comfortable Mm -hmm. uh, and more deeper breathing, open and soft eye contact, Mm -hmm. not like kind of like wrinkling and hold on pressure in the face. Uh, And closed mouth is one I wrote as well. Mm, Because a lot of people that are stressing, that might be mouth
0: breathing quite a bit as well, trying to draw in as much oxygen as possible. That's a really good point. I like how you brought in that, the the fact that... the your stress where you are sitting on that stress scale, stress has a body language to it, mm. and so there is a body language to being calm and composed. And and for the people that are watching the video, Nav like sat back in his chair, you know, and he looked relaxed. So there is a there is more of a positive connotation to someone's character and their body language when they are in that more calm, composed, restorative, and parasympathetic state. Mm. And then you can see the people, the micro tension starts to accumulate in their body as they creep up the stress scale mm. and become because you can be a little bit fight or flight or a little bit stressed or you could be really fight or flight or really 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 stressed and you mm-hmm. can see that people get tighter in their fingers their knuckles mm-hmm. their wrists their elbows their neck they're constantly the trying to recorrect
1: you know mm-hmm. we went and saw john and peterson the other day and so many people were all sitting of course mm-hmm. and so many people just had to keep moving because they're just so uncomfortable yeah and i would say that's like a physical stress a physical tension through like probably poor hydration, poor sleep, Mm -hmm. poor nutrition, and then poor movement. So their fascia and their muscles are all tight. So they're actually holding on to this – stress for yes, so long. That they can't even
0: sit down and listen to someone for an hour without moving. Yeah. Which to it is, me it's crazy. Yeah, it is. It is, and it's it's um it's it's unfortunate that most people don't get to experience um what it's like to have good posture and mm. obviously we're not perfect ourselves, but we are further ahead on that journey than most people and we've put a lot of work into making our bodies uh move better, feel better and then hold itself in stillness mm. better and as well and it's great that you touched on the fact that if people have poor nutrition, poor poor sleep or poor movement habits then it's actually harder for the body Mm -hmm. to move. Mm -hmm. The body's stiffer and it's harder to get up. And that's being unresourceful, yeah. Because people that if it does, the more energy that you expend doing these things that you shouldn't be expending energy on, yeah, it's like an empty bank account. It's like you're spending all your money by the end of the day, just and you've spent it all on trying to move. Yeah, you know, if you undersleep, your body's going to be more stressed to try and keep you more alert, just to keep you awake. Mm. You know, and so you're that's unresourceful is a really good thing for people to understand is that the more stressed they are, or the more they're, or the more stiffer their body is, or the the more undernourished or under fueled their body is it causes more energy out because the body's stuck in that stress state just to to try and survive Mm. and as we know we're never as high performing when we are in a survival state we are always more high performing when we are in a thrive state and in order to be in a thrive state you have to spend a lot of time being calm relaxed composed and and that's why we have these intentional practices and that's why we teach this and that's why personal development is such a thing because people need to understand that they need to quite deliberately create those positive states for them because especially um the last couple of years for the world has been quite heavy. There's mm. a lot of shit going on. Like mm. definitely previous to the last couple of years, the couple of years before that, I think just generally across the world things were a little bit more stable. Now we're in quite a rum quite a rough patch with what everything's going on I don't think it's going to ease up any anytime soon so mm. this topic of stress is probably even more relevant for just maybe the ne- next five to ten years until we, yeah. we we get through those challenges Yeah. so we've actually covered um, we've really broken that down quite well Nav do you want to know um, is there anything else you want to share I've got some notes on covering what does physical stress look like which we have covered that I've got notes on what does composure and relaxation look like yes we've covered that what's happening in the body during stress we've talked about that and how the body is tighter a higher heart rate it can it appears more aggressive when it's more stressed and it appears more calm when it is calm Mm. um and i also made some notes here that uh the side effects the side effects and common problems and the health implications from stress dominance or what we call chronic stress so Mm. most people may not even realize but they're actually probably more stressed than they are Mm. and most people spend more time being stressed. And I think that's culturally normal, It's mm. which is unfortunate because the world we live in is 24-7 and the world we live in is go and go and go. And so then there's either those external pressures from our bosses or our career or from our friends that make us feel like we need to keep going and going and going. And there's probably all that internal pressure that we just place upon ourselves, believing that we should act like that Mm -hmm. as well. And so we have all these physical, uh, physical implications that emerge from just being constantly stressed. And um, aging is a big one. People just, they they visibly look more worn out faster than ever and um you know people talk about like 30s is when you when you're declining i'm like 30s Mm. declining if you're not fucking healthy yeah yeah. 30s i'm ready for 30s now because i am healthy and i have this understanding absolutely is there anything else that you have to add on side effects and common problems nav
1: yeah i I think also on the aging one what blew my mind this just came to mind which i really want to share Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. is the viscosity of our
0: fluid within our body this is what blew my mind was viscosity is like the thickness of fluid everybody
1: yeah so if you were to use corn flour right and you have corn flour water and you use that when it's in a bowl and you were to kind of pull it and just let it drip it will be more fluidy right like Mm -hmm. like water yeah but if you were to punch it or if you were to squeeze it you could turn it into like a hard mush like a um
0: play-doh or something like clay or exactly
1: yeah because it means it, that's like it moves more to that sort of viscosity right, right. it's viscous like play-doh to a degree but mm. like cornflour mm-hmm. and what blew my mind which makes complete sense but a lot of the water within our body is holding that sort of uh, viscosity especially the fluid within our joints and that's how it starts when it hits something just like cornflour or play-doh it becomes solid and so then in that moment that it impacts, it comes solid instead of completely breaking and giving out. And then mm. it goes back to this sort of fluidity. However, stress impacts that dramatically. And so if we were to think stressfully, they've even done studies with this, the sort of fluid that's within our body, it has these ripple effects that doesn't allow it to settle. And so when you go to contract or move or do something, it gives out, like it gives way. Right. And I think that's from my studies anyway of... Um, uh, why zebras don't get ulcers is one of the big books that I've really mm-hmm. been mm-hmm. getting a lot of this information from is the collagen and the fluid within our skin. And so this all becomes anxious as well because yeah. we're holding the anxiety. So our skin's holding the anxiety and that's how we look older. Like our yeah, skin doesn't right. hold onto this fluid correctly. And yeah,
0: it loses wobble.
1: Yeah. It lords, it's like plasticity and all mm-hmm. that, you know, mm-hmm. sort of movement. But yeah, that, that blew my mind. Cause it only, yeah. it's not only in the skin and it's, it's not only in the water, it's like every aspect of our body, like
0: yeah. our
1: immune function, which you have here as well, um, strength and fat loss. And I think that's a big one that a lot of people are overlooking yeah. is how can you cultivate muscle when you're in such a stressed state that you're not having this recovery that allows this, the reproduction system, the re- the reproductive hormones to kind of settle. And we know that if we're in a high sort of cortisol stress state with high adrenaline all the time. Yeah. Then our testosterone is eventually the baseline is going to shift and it's going to drop.
0: Yeah. It's going to plummet and then we're catabolic as well in that state.
1: Extremely yeah. catabolic so yeah. breaking down all the time. We're yeah. not reaching that anabolic window of yes. building and yeah. and yeah. um growing. Yes. And so it's important to recognize that even our st- our state of mind mm-hmm. and being and ability to rest can actually improve our weight loss. Yes. And our muscle
0: Absolutely. mass. Absolutely. Absolutely. If, if someone didn't know what, uh, like catab- think of catabolic as muscle being broken down and anabolic as muscle being built. That's yeah. basically what's happening. So, like
1: catabolism so- is eating someone like catabolic. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I've never thought of that before. <laughs> it was kind of terrible, yeah, but, but yeah, I'll we'll roll with, uh, <laughs> we'll with it.
0: Yeah. The, uh, the strength and fat loss thing is a really interesting thing. Cause that also goes into, um, this is deeply linked to sleep. Hmm. And if you don't have effective recovery, and you don't have effective sleep, when you're in your sleep, your sleep window, that is your your body's chance to regulate all of its digestive hormones. And so, if you haven't had a good sleep, the day after that sleep, when you arise, your digestive your digestive system is not functioning fully. It's sitting Mm. at, I don't know, I'm just going to throw some numbers out, sitting at 60% or Mm. 70%. Whereas when you've had a good sleep, then your body is actually, it's able to stay in that rest and digest state rather than awaken into a stressed state. Mm. And so a lot of people find that the less sleep they have and the more stressed they are, the less of the appetite they have. And it becomes a very common problem is that not only is their metabolism at a lower functioning level and it's just not effective, it's not good at breaking down food and breaking down energy and breaking down cells to use for energy it also means that that person is not going to fuel themselves for that day as well mm. because they're in a more stressed state and so their brain's not even thinking that about that Their brain's usually thinking about more of the problems and the shit that it's got to deal with for the day and it's un- it's not until late like they get really really hungry at the end of the day or they get into a moment where Oh, I finally got that time to sit down. Once they've you know dealt with their day, so to speak, mm. then the binging occurs. Yeah, and then when when you're in a binge, you want room, all the sugar. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. You want your quick calories. Yeah. You become reactive to food, and yeah. in us, our, in us, our, in our food episode, we talked about that being reactive to proactive, and mm. how everything falls apart once you are reactive as well. And so it's really interesting the links between not only stress uh, with your stress levels and your strength and fat loss, which is a common thing with people that are looking for they people want to be stronger. They want to be fitter. They want to be faster and people want to be leaner as well. And they want to have more energy And that it's not only the physical implications that stress has on your body that inhibits, positive strength and fat loss it's also the the cascade of lifestyle effects that mm. fall apart from being stressed because when you are stressed you are more reactive your decision making slows down you have less energy and then so even the thing the activities and the habits you need to adhere to to achieve your health goals you re, you suck more at doing those mm. and the execution becomes harder as well and so it's not only does the stress put the pressure on your body it puts the pressure on your lifestyle and yep. it makes things a lot harder and, and so that cycle becomes So strong You know Like you're so stressed That you want to stay up
1: later Mm Because you can't be bothered Waking up in the morning To get on with your day And then Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now you wake up in the morning Feeling extra shitty Because you just stayed up late Thinking about how you didn't Want to wake up Yeah 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 And then you start your day stressed And then you Binge eat You don't train You haven't had any stillness You've been thinking about work all day Yeah you're reactive to your children and your partner Yeah, yeah and yeah. then you go to sleep angry yeah, and you're then slow, you repeat the yeah, cycle all over and it, again. Yeah. And then yeah. You
0: just like hang out for the weekend where you can have some yeah. beers with the boys or you can just sit down and, yeah. you know, go to the pub or whatever, or, you know, just the classic things or watch a movie and just like yeah. zone out of life and yeah. just connect from it. It's, No, there's some sort of substance and some sort of getting away. There's always a thing. There's there's always a thing. There's a, um, whether it's, whether it's the food, the alcohol, the drugs, it's the phone, it's Mm. the sex, it's the, whatever it is, people have our, uh, people have their things. People have their things that they, they love to lean on. And I've, I've got mine and I'm sure you've got yours and, and without going too deep into that topic, we have to find the things that we lean on, that we can lean on that are more positive to us, which is what we'll talk about later is maybe like, um, healthy exercise and and, um, going out for a walk and meditating and doing the things that in the journaling and the things that keep you composed where you can put that energy into as opposed to the beers and the things and the, all the things. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Anything to finalize on that Nav before we um, do a little camera, camera thingy? I think that was great. I think that was solid. That was solid. So that's our first discussion topic. Listeners, we just covered what even is stressed. Hopefully you start to understand the difference between negative and positive stress, what it is to be in a fight or flight state and what it is to be in a calm and composed state and hoping you're understanding now that you need to learn how to create these um, calm and composed states within you so that you are in a state of effectively energy in as opposed to energy out. The goal is to be calm, composed, relaxed so that you can be more healthy and more resourceful. And through that, then usually you're on track to having your goals and also having a better time on the way to that. Hell yeah! So I'm gonna I'm gonna press one of our random magic buttons because we've got sounds. I'm gonna press this blue one. Oh, oh hey, well I like that one. <laughs> All right, we will resume. We're just gonna do a little camera changeover, and then we'll be back on for our discussion topic number two. <laughs> Loved it. That's a really good button. All right, we're back. We've reset the cameras and discussion topic number two, dealing with stress. So now you should know what stress is. You should understand that it's a thing that you're going to have to navigate in life till the day you die because it's, it's a state of your body and your body's always going to be fluctuating from a stress state to a non-stress state. And so now that we know that that's a result of our body and our body can, be, um, our body can fall into those states unintentionally, what do we do? when we're in those states and how do we stay calm when for example you know someone starts a fight with us whether it's an actual physical fist fight Mm. or someone just comes up to you and say hey remember when you did that thing this morning that really made me upset and i want to talk about it and then you're going to get this flood of emotions coming up or it might be um the boss is like hey can you come to the office we need to talk about something and how do you keep your composure and how do you practice keeping your composure as someone. So, um, Nav, I think it would be good to start off with just recapping uh, parasympathetic and sympathetic and making sure that people really understand that to a T. So can you just give us a quick rundown of what parasympathetic versus sympathetic is again?
1: Easy, yeah. So firstly, we've got our autonomous nervous system, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh, which is within its name, autonomous. So most of these reactions are occurring automatically as a reaction to like our state or our body and all, yeah. all sorts of factors. And your environment.
0: You <laughs> know, environment, yeah. You could walk outside and the temperature's different and then your body's going to adapt to that. You walk yeah. inside, the temperature's different again, your body's going to adapt to that.
1: Exactly, yeah. yeah. And then within the autonomous nervous system, we have two different states. Mm-hmm. we got the parasympathetic nervous system and the sympathetic. Mm-hmm. Uh, so parasympathetic being the rest and digest, so more relaxation, uh, restoration, going inwards mm-hmm. sort of style. Mm-hmm. And the sympathetic is more your fight or flight, freeze. Mm-hmm. Born, whatever they are now. There's so many different terms for it. Uh, But sharp, quick movements and thoughts,
0: like more boom, boom, get action, get Mm -hmm. at it, get -hmm. get moving, high energy sort of state. Yeah, definitely. That's cool. I'm going to do a little bit of a thing for the listeners. So if you are sitting down when you're doing this, you can close your eyes. But if you're actually driving... Keep them open, open. But I want you to just—we're uh, going to put some attention onto the body. So, I'm, as a coach, I'm going to talk the listeners through now into understanding what uh, what your body feels like. So, imagine your body right now, and just kind of sit in it, get into us into a position where you are reasonably upright. And I just want you to kind of hone in. I want you to hone into your heart rate, and I want you to hone into your breath rate, and then feel into. Try and guess what your heart rate is and try and guess what your breath is doing. And now what I want you to do is start to feel where your fingers are and I want you to make them really, really tight. I want you to start to clench your fist. And then I want you to try and clench your fist a little bit tighter so that your forearms get a bit tighter and then your elbows get a bit tighter. And then feel how your biceps and your shoulders can start to get tight. And I want you to start and hold this fists nice and tight and transfer that tension into your neck and feel your neck getting really, really, really tight. And then I want you to squeeze everything for like 10 seconds at 100%. So go squeeze, 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 squeeze for eight, seven, six, five. I'm doing it two, four, three, two, one, and relax. And feel your heart rate will be marginally a little bit higher. Your body might be a little, little bit more hotter. And there's, in, there's like a – I'm even feeling a little bit of a shiver because we've got the air con on, on us as well and there's a bit of a temperature change there. But that tension that we've just accumulated, as I've walked you through increasing that tension through your body, that's me walking you further up that stressed state. And the, when I'm coaching you through that, yeah, you're aware of it. But what a lot of people don't understand is this kind of tension that creeps. You know, it's like – make your fingers a little bit tighter, make your wrist a little bit tighter. That actually occurs in the background of your day. And if you're not aware of it, you can be walking around with that tension quite a lot and not even have any awareness through it. Mm-hmm. And on the same note as that, as you become more and more sensitive, more and more aware to that tension, you will find there's even micro tension that you didn't even think was a, didn't didn't even think was a possibility what you have to learn and what you have to practice is how to let go of that tension, how to and feel everything relax. And as you feel more, you will feel that you can feel more. And then as you can feel more, you have to learn that you can let go of more tension. And then when you let go of more tension, you can feel even more. And it really is a level of um, like unlayering yourself, delayering yourself, and we in realizing that we actually have millions and millions of mu- muscle fibers. Of what are they called on the fine? Is it a sarcomere? Millions and millions of sarcomeres. Oh, sarcomeres. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah which is like a, the most uh, singular unit of a of a muscle fiber. But every single one of them at a micro, micro level can hold tension. So hopefully that's helped illustrate to the audience what, uh, what stress actually feels like. And, and then after you let go of that tension, you, you should feel yourself falling back down that relaxed state. So the reason I did that for you listeners is that when we're talking about dealing with stress, the thing to practice is actually self-awareness and in, in the in the physical training sense, proprioception, and is actually learning how to feel your body. And so when you are actually training um, in the gym, it's, you want to consider are you doing exercise that um, challenge your balance and challenge your stability in a way that makes you more aware of yourself. Because the same practice of being aware of how stable you are is when you walk into your office or when you walk into a new environment or a social scenario – just check in with yourself. How stimulated am I right now? And how tight is my body right now? And how can I relax that um, so that I can become more resourceful and more parasympathetic, more calm and composed in that state? And so I really like to do that with my clients as well, talk them through that feeling into that tension so that they can understand that they need to get very familiar with being able to recognize these states and being very, very aware. Do you have anything to share about um, you know cultivating self-awareness within your body, Nav?
1: Yeah, I'm big into ideally, if we could do it in every single moment, that should be it. Like we should yeah, have yeah. a level of awareness within. How simple? Yeah, literally, right. But just like anything else, like having a healthy body that can move you through space, through life comfortably, mm. that isn't just achieved by living. That does take a level of practice that you need to do intentionally yep. to achieve yep. that. Yep. And so, to cultivate self-awareness for me is practicing self-awareness
0: yeah like it's
1: (laughs) it's like anything else if we want to learn how to speak well or write well or uh i don't have sex well i don't know (laughs) what i got to practice it yeah you got to practice i needed some practice you you know Yeah, yeah, absolutely just like having self-awareness for our own body and stress we need to practice it we can't just Some yeah. of us might have greater awareness, but I think even then you, you probably can do with some more awareness, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. Um, so for self-awareness, I would use stuff like breath work and meditation and journaling to do that
0: and exercise itself. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure we'll dive into those a little bit deeper. We right? we will. We will. I just wanted to, um, before we go into that, which is the ways to train train stress and we can talk about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just wanted to touch base on, you know, having a resilient mindset against stress as well. And it can get very complicated, this whole stress topic, because we can have emotional stress, we can have physiological stress, psychological stress, internal stress, external stress. There's so many uh, facets and aspects to stress. But the one thing that I wanted to just touch base on is, um, you, you know, like a, 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 a proactive versus a reactive um, mindset mm. or a um, – what's the opposite of victim mindset? What's the – taking responsibility ownership yeah Yeah. Yeah, there's a word for it i'm trying to it's in um it's in seven habits of highly effective people yeah um yeah uh, yeah, i'm having a mental blank but it's um growth mindset that's the one yeah growth mindset versus a um or or like a growth mindset versus fixed mindset or growth mindset or expansion mindset versus a victim mentality yeah 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 and that's a. It really is. Is that having an attitude, having a really like strong positive attitude towards life, and mm. um, being very accepting of the challenges that come your way, and 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 choosing to take ownership and choosing to take responsibility for all outcomes into in your life, even outcomes that. Uh, maybe like not necessarily your fault. Like for example, COVID's probably an example that it's really, well, I'm, I'm sure people might want to argue this, but it's, we, it's really no one's fault, but how you choose to respond to those pressures is mm. your responsibility. Yeah. And, and and you and I both saw a lot of the people around us who was crumbling and who wasn't under that extreme pressure. Yeah. And we were just, we were gym owners going mm. through that period. And that was a, a time that you and I really had to dig deep to exercise that growth, expansion, fixed, oh, sorry, not fixed, uh, that flexible mindset, that mm. positive mindset, mm. really exercise a strong attitude for life and um, having the zest, having the zest for life and be like, do you know what, we're going to roll through this and we're going to do the best we can rather than being saying, oh no, yeah. we're going to lose everything and our know, life's so hard. And and because we know how detrimental that is to people's health and, and that's what I wanted to, uh, wanted to have a touch point on is talking about that mm. Nav.
1: Yeah, I think on top of that, what came up for me was being able to identify what we can and can't control. Yeah. And I'm sure we've all heard this, but how much are we all truly applying it? Yeah. And that's what really changed for me was I, I dealt with a lot of stress and anxiety. Mm-hmm. I would say I'm more on the scale of an anxious person. Yeah. I diagnosed with ADHD from a young age. Mm-hmm. I had mm-hmm. a lot of high energy, anxious environments growing yeah. up. And so yeah. my tendency is to actually cultivate anxiety because it's something comfortable for me. That yeah. I've experienced a lot yeah. in the past. So, but for me to shift that, I had to identify, well, the biggest thing that helped me shift that was identifying what it is that I can control and what I can't control. And so even taking it even deeper with something like COVID, instead of looking at, okay, what I can't control, what can I control and what could I have controlled that would have made that situation better? So in reality, I could have been a powerhouse in politics to some degree to help make that change, but I'm not and that's okay. But having that acceptance of the fact that I do have a play and a role within society and life mm-hmm. itself, uh, but not putting that pressure upon myself, just accepting where I'm at mm-hmm. and accepting where I can go right now in this moment. Yeah. And I think for a lot of us, we're trying to like, we, we're getting stressed about things we shouldn't be get stressed about. Yeah. We're trying to control things that we're never ever going to really mm-hmm. going to be out of control. Mm-hmm. And most of it comes down to other people. Yeah, like, yeah. We're, we're stressed out trying to people-please or trying not to get cancelled or upset someone or, yeah. or we want to take care of someone outside of ourselves mm-hmm. and we haven't put that into ourselves yet. Yeah. And so we lose our resilience and our own stress because we're stressing for others and that isn't resourceful towards ourselves. Yeah. And so the mindset for resilience, I think, takes also... Stepping into and leaning into your own personal challenges and problems that are in yeah. front of you right now in this moment. We don't need to find those problems. Like
0: yeah, They're there. They're there.
1: Yeah, you've probably been slapped in the face for 10 years straight telling yeah. you to get your ass in the gym. How, like, how much more do you need yeah. to be told? Like If that's yeah. coming up for you more so than anything else in your last 10 years of life, it might be the most important thing for you to do. Yeah, And it's cultivating resilience in your mindset by moving into that. Like That's a stress mm. that is going to help you become more resourceful and more uh, resilient to more... Confident, charismatic, happy within yourself—that mm-hmm. also brings confidence. It does. Yeah. Moving into yourself and what is important to you, and the stresses that are important
0: to yeah. you, brings like a whole another level of resilience to the mind and stress. Yeah, it does. And Stephen Pressfield talks about that actually. Mm. He just talks about you know the great—the greater the fear, the more important it is for you to move into that. Yeah, you know, the yeah. greater the fear, the stronger the signal. Like yeah. f- fear is a signal as like to move towards.
1: It's just a messenger, right? And yeah. if you can find that sweet spot of, I think this is the thing we're talking about. Um, sure you might enjoy watching youtube or going on netflix or going out partying on the weekend and drinking alcohol and doing drugs and just going crazy there might be a level of excitement for you right but it doesn't bring uh like a level of like discipline that grows you in a resourceful way as well so if you could find the line between something that brings a level of stress, which brings a level of discipline, but also mm. excitement at the same time. Yeah, then you're in the sweet spot. Yeah, it's not one or the other. Like the excitement of having KFC, you know, like you did on your video on Instagram. Like we both love KFC, or we love
0: yeah. the thought of KFC um, as well. Zinger box. <laughs> we could send
1: a good Zinger box, right? We could send a good McFlurry or uh, like a would storm. Do.
0: Yeah, that was back in the day. I remember those things. Yeah, and it will give
1: us a sense of of. Happiness and joy. (laughs) It'll give us (laughs) dopamine. We'll feel good. Yeah, we would. But it doesn't have a level of like positive stress towards resourcefulness and growth. Mm -hmm. And so it doesn't meet that sweet spot. Correct. And we need yeah. to find that sweet spot.
0: Yeah, and you have to look within to find that sweet spot as well. Otherwise, yeah. it's just stimulation at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah. That's really, really well put, Nav. Let's talk about ways to strain, ways to strain stress, ways to train <laughs> stress. Yeah. Because, it, as you mentioned, it's a practice. It's something we need to keep uh, working with consistently. Kind of like brushing your teeth, like mm. and, and and showering. You know, any point in your life you stop showering, you're going to get stinky. You're going to stress the people around you y- the most. Yeah. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And so it's, and, and also as you um, evolve through life, you're going to be exposed to different stresses Mm -hmm. as well. You're going to take on more responsibility by usually becoming an adult at some point and usually becoming um, a parent of some sort, or even just a dog owner, you know, Mm -hmm. the the responsibilities increase and you have more to care for. Mm -hmm. And then also at some point in life, you're going to have to start facing your own mortality as well. And, Uh, you and I, we like to, we like to face that now, Mm -hmm. but the, the further you get down that last couple of chapters, you really, really face that mortality. So any Mm -hmm. phase of your life, you're going to be dealing with shit no matter what. And so Mm -hmm. how would somebody, um, how would someone train their ability to, uh, work with stress? Nav, do you have any suggestions on Uh, how to train stress?
1: Yeah, I I was going to use some of these, I think more better your topic, like cold therapy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm the cold therapy. Guy yeah. <laughs> one that really comes to mind actually is the stress of doing your health habits. Like that in itself is a stress. So mm. one way to cultivate uh, stress, but in a resourceful way is actually move through the stressful doubt and fear and concerns and the fear of time or whether you're fit enough to go to the gym, yeah. whether you're resilient enough to eat a healthy diet instead of eating chocolate yeah whether you can turn off your phone and tv at a specific time and go to bed f- and whether you could go to the gym and put yourself through that stress mm. a lot of people feel like their body's so much in pain that they can't even train yeah the irony is it's the lack of training that's created the physical pain yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's like rehab people you yeah. know you you will go have surgery on your knee and And if you don't do rehab, which is the most painful thing, some people have like knee reconstructions and they can't even walk, Mm. terrible accidents. And the most painful thing they could ever do is rehab, but it's the most resourceful stress to help them move forward. So uh, that wasn't even written here, but I think overall, like the discipline of their own tasks or stresses that bring resource uh,
0: to to their life and growth to their life. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And something I want to touch base on before I actually go into some of the the dot points that I've got written here and the actual physical, you know, like techniques or activities you could to work with stress. Fundamentally, it's about familiarization to it. Mm -hmm. One of the biggest things around anxiety and fear is the unknown mm. and so a lot of the times and i still do this I'm, I'm going through this with um wanting to put more content on youtube i still realize i've got so many barriers i'm like oh people are gonna comment on my shit and they're gonna fuck i'm gonna argue with them and was, you know it's like well, i don't have to that mean then i'm then all of a sudden i'm looking for arguments but even yeah. just having those thought patterns are causing me unnecessary stress and i'm wasting not only my energy but my fucking time yeah thinking about those yeah. things you know and then in that moment there's plenty of joy available to me that I'm just not allowing myself to feel and process because I'm too... I'm too occupied by that. And so um, it's it ultimately what you're trying to do. Obviously, we're going to be recommending some techniques and activities that you can do in a moment. But mm. think less about the fact that the it's the activity itself. It's more about the fact that you are choosing mm-hmm. to familiarize yourself with these anxious states and you're choosing to familiarize yourself with um, what it is to be stressed. Because the more you familiarize yourself with stress, mm. A, the less fearful you can become of it but the more you can feel what it feels like and then you can notice the onset of stress and you can feel it creeping on faster yeah so yeah uh i've actually got a a, actually i wanted to just before it leaves my mind uh going back to what you just shared about um like the anxiety around something before like stopping you from doing it is that there's a very when we talk about nutrition and we want people to track nutrition people like i don't want to track my nutrition because it gives me anxiety Mm. but a lot of the time it's the fact that they've got Absolutely no control and no awareness over the nutrition makes them think that they're it's, they're already anxious about it. Yeah, and the only way and to and they're scared it, of
1: seeing the truth as well. There is a yeah. level of like
0: I, I kind of like having that under the carpet. Yeah, <laughs> I like to pretend that I'm like you know, and I, that's one thing that I've started to realize. and That's from the help of you is is having those talks behind the scenes about you know our clients and how we can get more out of it and realizing how many people are actually lying to themselves. Hundred percent, and it's confronting as I to then reflect on myself and realize how where I'm lying to myself mm-hmm. in certain areas as well and and that that hurts the ego yeah when the ego hurts it hurts a lot (laughs) i'm dying (laughs) damn it damn it ego so all right so here's here's some techniques that um that i've got written down so I've written the umbrella term of forced relaxation. Mm -hmm. And that actually came to me that term when I was actually writing the notes for this podcast of forced relaxation. An example of forced relaxation is a cold shower or an ice bath, any sort of cold therapy. And I'm a big fan of them. I do cold showers every single day. And what makes it a forced relaxation is the only way to improve that experience is to relax. Mm -hmm. And, And when I say relax, it's not just like, oh yeah, I'm calm and chill. It's actually really and as I exhale I relax my back I relax my shoulders I relax my eyelids I relax my cheekbones and this is whilst I'm standing under a cold shower even more important in winter Mm. the colder it is the more challenging it can become and especially in winter as well it's harder it's i get more anxious getting into the cold shower because it's already cold and i'm like oh it's going to be even more cold and when the thoughts come on then it Mm -hmm. amplifies that experience and so the only way to get out of that anxious state is to choose to relax same as an ice bath is to choose to relax i've written here breath holding through wim hof everybody knows that when you're holding your breath, and hopefully I can make these gurgle sounds. When you, <laughs> <laughs> I'm putting, <on laughs> you want to put my head near the mics. If you're holding your breath, like, <laughs> 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 you didn't add that to the soundboard. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Those, the the, the. The wanting to breathe and the jolts that you have, that costs you energy. And anyone who does free diving or anyone who does any Wim Hof kind of breathing or any any in- instance where you are forcing yourself to breath hold, the more relaxed you can physi- be- physically become the longer you can last underwater and that's a metaphor for dealing with stress you're conserving energy and it becomes so much easier as well and so Mm. um ice baths cold showers breath holding um and nose breathing is uh, what nose breathing i learned through um more so running or, or, or um doing a low level cardiovascular activity whilst nose breathing because um it forces you to find more space in the back of the ribs and, mm. and, and open the diaphragm up more and more and more because otherwise you're going <laughs> to. And so when I do a lot of my runs now, I do all of my running and nose breathing, nose breathing as a matter of fact, because it just, it gets my, my mind. So Zen, but it really opens up my ribs and my postures has massively improved from doing that. And mm. so that's what I mean by uh, nose breathing sp- specifically for forced relaxation and stress resilience is learning. You have to f- learn how to relax. Otherwise you go into a panic attack. Yeah. And I, and I, I, again, it just came to me as I, um, the eye gazing, and that was an idea. Mm. I haven't practiced it enough, but <laughs> you, obviously, you can just stare into someone's eyes and you can you just stare at them but when you're having <laughs> you could be a creep and you yeah, can yeah. stalk people <laughs> if you want you could be I'm just thinking of you in the bus when you were younger you're, you know those fights you used to get into oh, when you are yeah. in your fighting mode then. yeah yeah I got a black eye from just staring
1: someone down once yeah that was Stouch That was being ran off the bus
0: yeah Nav, Nav learned a life lesson that what he thought was a life advice was never break eye contact yeah, um, yeah. then you realise that you don't actually have to do that yeah, it just starts fights
1: yeah it just starts <laughs> fights but if
0: you're in that situation yeah like you you, you you know stare do the stare down from a like a fight perspective but in terms of in terms of what i'm talking about mm. eye gazing uh with the self the partner or stranger um i've done uh, all of those i actually find eye gazing with the self the most challenging mm. in the, in the mirror i find it uh very scary um but if you have not done this it's very psychologically challenged to eye gaze and again you'll realize that it's a, it, once the forced relaxation comes in it becomes an incredibly powerful and beautiful experience to stare yourself in the eyes, in the mirror. Mm-hmm. I'm talking like kissing distance from the mirror um, or from a, a stranger or your partner and just learning how to relax your whole entire body. And you you, you will feel that there's things that you can feel and that mm-hmm. makes a really beautiful experience. So uh, that's, that's some ways to train stress uh, under the forced relaxation bracket of nose breathing, ice baths, cold showers, breath holding uh, and Wim Hof uh, work is very uh, common for that yeah. and uh, eye gazing. Yeah. Next one is obviously just um, exercise. Exercise is actually an intentional stress. Mm-hmm. You're choosing to put your body um, in a stressful scenario because then your reaction speeds are, are, are faster. Your um, your breath rate's going to be faster, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, because that's what performance is. You're putting your body under a stress so that it can come back uh, stronger, faster, fitter. You're putting that strain on your body if you want to build muscle mass. You have to stress the body out. You have to put pain through the a level of pain through the body um, I should, I shouldn't really say pain, a level of strain, a level of strain onto the body. And then it's actually stepping out of that stress state and going back into parasympathetic. When you start to eat more food, you rest, you recover, you go to sleep, then your body rebuilds and comes back stronger. So that's intentional stress. Uh, postural training, Nav, do you want to talk about that?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So being, I guess it's it's a challenging one to be honest. Thinking about it, because firstly, someone must have awareness of posture. Yeah, and it's something it's hard that on
0: a podcast, isn't it? Yeah,
1: it's yeah. something that takes a lot of effort to even bring someone awareness to it. However, off of your greatest awareness of what a great postural position to be in practicing that position Mm. in as many moments as possible yeah i was reading uh ryan holiday's book his recent one and he was talking about the queen who recently passed but talked about how she had
0: discipline is destiny
1: uh yes yeah amazing book and he talked about how she had this belief system that well she did so many things around the world for many years and she was always still in position all the time. And that took a level of resilience and stress to be able to hold a position mm. for a long period of time without having to correct it oneself. And yeah. you need to train yourself into that posture to be able to hold yourself. Mm. The greatest position, if you could find the greatest biomechanical position that would hold your posture with as little stress as possible, then that's even better. Yeah, But practicing that, uh, and and I, I would believe postural training and meditation work really, really well together. They do. Yeah. yeah absolutely. So they like do. cross-legged seated um, meditation mm-hmm. upright or upright spine as you breathe in and out yeah. in a meditative position. Mm-hmm. It's like sitting tall and proud. I think uh, from my own experience, meditation has been one of the biggest impacts on my own emotional, mm-hmm. mental, physical stress yeah. uh, and holding posture, not only in temperament, not only in the physical body, but yeah. also the mind. And so much of stress comes from the mind.
0: Yeah, definitely. And maybe we'll have to touch base on. I don't. We could probably, we definitely could do a whole podcast on meditation. But yeah, that's a whole can of worms because there's, there's silent meditations, there's guided meditations, there's laying meditations, there's Buddhist meditation, there's meditation from every philosophy and spirituality out there. And then there's yeah. the just the physical focus ones there as well, and the mental focus ones. So yeah, um, there's a there's a lot to be covered in the topic of meditation as well. And that that covers just meditation is a practice of awareness. Yeah. as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really deliberate, intentional awareness. And so, look, I think that covers most of um, these ways to, str- to to train stress. The last one I've just noticed is actually just um, throughout the day, just consistently checking in with yourself yeah. and having a mindset of, of constantly scanning both your attitude mm-hmm. as well as your breath rate and your physical posture, the, the constant keeping aware of and checking in with it from a moment by moment basis is also very important. And that that's a complete lifestyle and mindset shift in order to become that person to become spending more of your moments throughout the day inwardly focused Mm. rather than more moments of your day outwardly focused. And uh, that is a really, um, a powerful chapter of people's lives that we have gone through and i'm personally probably more back into that now as well i'm going to be focused on on the self again as i'm learning buddhism and some other new styles of meditation myself mm. and uh that fluctuates through through life going through being more outwardly focused and inwardly focused but if you're someone who hasn't been that inwardly focused definitely encourage you to try that and become um uh, a new person Really is becoming a new person. Anything to add, na- to add, Nav, before I press another miscellaneous button? No, do the work, guys. Right. Yeah, do, the, <laughs> do, the, do the work. Just shut up and get shut it done. Shut up and meditate.
1: Oh, oh eerie, eerie yeah. meditation. Meditate, woo.
0: <laughs> okay. Um, We have now covered two primary discussion points, three primary discussion points, sorry. We have covered in this episode, what even is stress? Getting you to understand what the hell is stress and why should I know about it? Then we've covered how to deal with stress. And then we've just finished off with talking about how to actually train stress and your ability to understand and become more familiar with it. And so now we're pretty much gonna wrap up, talk about some action steps because we have, again, filled you guys with a lot of valuable information. And we want to kind of land the plane for you and help, hopefully uh, give you some really clear direction so that you can start practicing straight away. So, Nav, what would be your first of three takeaways? Well, self-awareness seems to
1: be a big topic today. <laughs> it's the one. It is the one. So, let's start off with that. Understanding what is stress? What does it feel like? Yeah. What does yeah. composure feel like? Yes. What's the difference between... Or what's on that spectrum how far can you go on other side maybe just you don't necessarily need to push yourself into other direction yeah but for yourself have a scale of one to ten and identify whether you're a high energy like a ten whether you're in a more stress sympathetic state then maybe a one which is more low lower on the scale more relaxed and stillness and what have you and pay attention to what moments you're having those experiences and when are the resourceful and when are they not? When you're falling either into too much laziness and you're just being a sloth and that's not helping you. Mm-hmm. Or mm-hmm. you're being too stressed out of your mind about a situation yeah. or you pu- you could even be pushing yourself too hard in the gym. Yes. And you could be overtraining within the gym, which is a possibility. Mm. And you're just wasting time. So that would be the first one is spend some time getting self awareness around yeah. what does stress feel like to you? Mm-hmm. When are you stressed? When are you relaxed? And how we can progress with that moving forward?
0: Yeah, beautiful, really, really well said, Nav. And then what would be number two then?
1: All right, I love this one. Have a practice. Yeah, Uh, I'm big into action as you, which Mm -hmm. is why I think we work so well together. It's like we're explorers more than anything. Yeah. Uh, We read stuff and we Mm -hmm. put it into action. We act, you know. Yeah. And uh, what's changed my life with stress is acting upon stress. Yeah. Like like you wrote here. Uh, stress resilience is a skill, not a trait. Yeah, uh, it, it's just like anything else. We've got to build up that skill. Mm. We've got to build up that trait. You can't just hope that your problem is going to go away and you're going to be able to deal with it better today than uh, yeah. that you did yesterday without any yep. change at all. That's just mm-hmm. the definition of crazy, right? Of yeah. insane. It's repeating the exact same thing over and over again, not getting a different result. Yeah. If you're experiencing stress, have a practice like we mentioned: mm-hmm. some cold therapy, meditation, journaling, breath work. Uh, and maybe go for a nice walk and a nice bath, but build some resilience and, and yeah. build that relationship with yourself.
0: Yeah, definitely. Really, and I like that when you said um, we're experimenters as well. And, and take that time to experiment because you need to kind of have those micro failures to have that macro success, you know, yeah. that small-scale failure to have that that larger understanding that that's where the wisdom comes from. People yeah. that have quote unquote wisdom are the ones that have actually been dealing with those challenges, whether they've uh, voluntarily chosen those challenges or they've had them come upon them, but they have mm. worked through those and finding your edge in life and knowing um, what you can handle and what you can't handle as well. And so that's, a, that's again, the practice is till the day you die, just yeah. like brushing your teeth.
1: And I think on that as well, we get so caught up in trying to find the perfect solution to everything all the time like we're looking for one answer. Mm. And what I've learned as a coach and at my old age of 31 I discovered that yes, we could have all these tools, we could have all these laws and principles and theories. However, the application of it is so subjective. Mm. It's nearly impossible for you to ever read one book and have it identically tailored towards you. Yeah. And this is where I'm going with this is we get so attached to that that we need to actually take a step back and allow ourselves to play. Yeah. Allow ourselves to play with our own bodies, our own minds, mm-hmm. play as much as you want with your own bodies. <laughs> but- you want to play with your doodle <laughs> there we go i said it i said it yeah yeah and, yeah. and non-doodles for those and that non-doodles. don't doodles yeah yeah yeah, yeah. small
0: little doodles cool, um, uh, i'm trying to think of the word some sort of like nah, i've lost it <laughs> it's like genitalia it's like a, like a, whatever the scientific word it'll be in the anatomy books you yeah know, your,
1: uh, your sex your sex organs maybe yeah, you your sex it. organs <laughs> yeah like a latin word is what i was
0: yeah. trying to say it's already gone i'm already thinking about doodle yeah my doodle <laughs> <laughs>
1: We wanna we wanna explore ourselves, our mind, yeah. our bodies, yep. our spirit, yep. our thoughts, yep. our beliefs, like explore, like mm-hmm. spend some time playing.
0: Spend time playing. Yeah, <laughs> Beautiful, beautiful. And number three?
1: Uh, share this skill through example. So encourage others. Yeah. Uh, bring to light where they might be stressed and you might be seeing that yep. and yep. you might be it, it's okay to share a solution if you think yeah. it, the shoe fits. If you think the shoe fits, be like, yeah. hey, I think this fits. Mm-hmm. And uh, share it with the people around you because yeah. then if you're also in a environment where everyone is sitting in a different energetic level, yeah. not everyone's like all hyped up and trying to drink and do drugs just to get away from their everyday yeah. life. Yeah. If your environment's like that, you're most likely going to... F- fulfill that as well absolutely and so why not share your skills and and your ability to relax with others and mm-hmm. if it's necessary if it's helpful and then you can have a better environment that you can yep. change their life and mm-hmm. you can change yours in the same process yeah
0: and a great way to learn is through teaching yeah through teaching and uh it really for, for most people i think once you start uh trying to help others with the things that you learn it really it also forces you to have to constantly reflect on yourself you know and making sure that you're also practicing those those traits and those, and working those on those skills as well. So learn
1: how to understand it. Like that brought to light doing something like a podcast or being, wanting to be a great coach. I think I'm a pretty great coach, but wanting to be an even greater coach. Like I'm going to do that to the day I die. But a big aspect of that is learning how to communicate it. Mm -hmm. And it's, as we probably all experience, we have so much going internally within ourselves, but if we can't express that externally, that also impacts our own awareness yeah. and understanding of it for ourselves. So yeah, mm-hmm. I think you're absolutely right. The expression of what you're experiencing, even if you're just sharing with people your yeah. own experiences, yeah. teaches you how to reflect and understand yourself even greater
0: so you can express it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I think that's really awesome. So that's they're the 3 they're the three uh, takeaways for the listeners. Number one is make sure you understand it really take the time and effort to really get to know stress and what stress is for you what it feels like what it sounds like what it what it smells like I don't know. <laughs> just be it, find find out what stress is in your experience and get to really know that yeah Number two is having a practice where you're constantly finding your way to familiarize yourself with stress and always check in with yourself and have a practice that you practice. That's what makes a practice a practice is the fact that you do it very, very regularly. And last, last one on that is actually sharing the skill. For example, and, and the more you model it, the more you will understand it. Every time you're practicing it, you are modeling it, whether it's in front of people or behind the scenes. The more you model it, the more you'll understand with it, and the more you are able to have that positive influence on. That the people you care about as well so next section yeah yeah let's do it mystery items yeah yeah yeah. mystery items so if you haven't heard of any uh, podcasts before screw you you should have no i'm kidding <laughs> if you haven't heard uh at the end of every episode we do a mystery item as mm. well and it's usually something related to the episode itself yep. so nav is going to introduce his mystery item
1: yeah i feel like i might have copped out a little bit with this one but i couldn't think of anything better but i just <laughs> chose myself I'll oh god, right? yeah, <laughs> I was like, you know what? <laughs>
0: Alright, I'm gonna yeah, go yeah, on.
1: I was thinking of so many items. I almost chose myself too. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
0: But I brought a thing. I did bring a thing. Uh, I wanted I yeah, go on.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really I was thinking of a product, but what I really wanted to express in this aspect of the podcast was mm. look at yourself as an item to some degree. Like something you could explore and be curious of. You know, yeah. I think we get so externally driven where we're like, oh, cool, I could have, and we have, we have woots, we have all sorts of things yeah. that we could explore and play around with. And I love them, absolutely love them. However, I think we need to build that relationship with mm. our item, ourselves as an item, more so than any other item outside of ourselves. And I thought that was relevant to the stress podcast.
0: Yeah, it's pretty well done. <laughs> I, I think that's actually a really cool thing, is that's yeah, really well said, is to, um, See yourself as, you know, separate yourself from yourself to understand yourself. Yeah, yeah. Is to see yourself as like a, this is maybe my own language here, but see yourself as a zoo animal. Mm. You know, like watch yourself behave and be like, oh, what's Josh doing now? And then, you know, actually he's getting quite stressed, you know. I didn't realize that, you know, because when you're you're just doing your thing, you're just going about your day. And so...
1: It's funny you say that as well, like as an animal. I had this epiphany. I actually said it to OCN like two weeks ago. And I got home... And as I was driving home, I was reflecting, I was staring at people. And I'm a people, I fucking love part of my language. It shows how much passion I have for watching people. But when I'm driving on the road, obviously I'm aware of the road, but I'm more thinking about how's that person's day? Mm. Like what were they doing? How was their diet? How was their nutrition? Do they go mm. home to a family? Do they have children? Like, and my mind is so fixated on that. And it thinks like that 24 seven. Mm. And I realized in that moment, I was like, why am I like that? Thinking it was strange. But then I realized that, it's just as much as someone might be obsessed with a zoo animal. Yeah. As much as someone might love penguins and they study penguins for a whole entire lifetime, mine is human beings. Yeah. And I think we can utilize that a lot in our own lives and I think it will make a big difference to our own lives because also understanding ourselves helps us understand us as a human being and might be able to help us relate and empathize and create better relationships and more success within our life simply by having a greater Mm. understanding awareness of ourselves.
0: Yeah, that's a really good point. And, and, and like where's your animal? Yeah. and fi- <laughs> <We're> <laughs> <really>. <laughs> Finding that finding that help, healthy obsession about yourself because yep. if you don't have a healthy obsession about yourself, you're probably obsessed about everyone else and that's yep. a very dangerous mindset to be living in, especially in the world of social media these days as well. Yep. Cool. So Josh's mystery item. Yes, please. I... Oh, I just wanted to say the three things that I wanted to... to sh- I was going to first um, pop out Adrenalyrex, nice. which is a, a, a just a, a supplement, a herbal supplement, but I wanted to... Um, which helps you get your stress levels down if you're someone who's struggling with chronic stress. But I also didn't want to uh, have something overly external, like a supplement that people would then think that that's my item that I'm encouraging to rely on. Because mm. ultimately, I want you to prior to working with external substances, I want you to learn how to try and cultivate that sense of peace and composure from within. Then I wanted to use my phone and actually show my Habit Share app mm. and talk about just having an app or just – it's not about the app but also about just um, having a set of habits that you are monitoring and the habits that you're choosing to stick to that, in my case, are my cold showers and my mobility and my reading and my meditation and making sure that those things are being adhered to because they're the things that keep me calm and zen. But the thing that I fully decided to roll with is this – Oops, That's a big thump there. Is my journal with, oh, It's quite a bassy table? It's a basic
1: journal. What do you have written in there, Josh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just all your words. Oh, just yeah, yeah this is my words. <laughs> I stop hitting it.
0: Um, it. It's it's my journal, and it, this is this journal is actually two journals in one. It's actually just one. It's called the full Quo- full focus planner, which is um, just a daily planner. Um, for more business style people but then in the back of it I've also got a a blank notebook that I slide in there as well which I actually use for um, jotting down ideas planning things and and writing down my, my vision and things like that so that way I've got more of a freestyle visioning thing but then I've also got my my structured stuff to put my notes in as well as my very special signing pen which is just a fountain pen. There will be a video on my YouTube channel in the near future explaining the whole story behind the signing pen, but I have this like fancy black tip carbon something, two hundred dollar fountain pen that I just anything that's meaningful I write with this pen. But it's less about the object. It's more about the fact that I have a tool in which I use to orchestrate my mental health. Whether it's my planning, my reflection, which I wholeheartedly admit i still do not enough of but the fact is when i do do it it's great and it's still a thing that i choose to persist with and keep using as much as i can it's a way to take inventory of my thoughts in a way to help separate myself from myself so i can read back on how my thoughts are i can express myself to paper um and as i, th- I whatever jordan peterson said in his that video that he, shot, that he um that you showed me he talks about it's the most um powerful version of thought or the Mm -hmm. most powerful version of intimacy is writing Mm -hmm. Uh, the way to um, really take, yeah, take inventory of yourself and the ability to use a pen and a paper to really uh, expand yourself in ways that you could never imagine. Uh, I think there's so much hidden power in having a, um, a journal. A journal is really a mirror for the mind. And Couldn't agree more. Yeah. 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 You know,
1: you know my thoughts on journaling. Yeah. I like froth it, live for it, and I think you are absolutely right. Well, I, f-
0: I feel like a bit of a cop out because you're not the one using the journal because you're <laughs> the journal man. But anyway, and like I've got lots of blank pages, but it's still a fantastic tool. So that's mm-hmm. um, that's my that's my mystery item. Beautiful. Signing off. Signing off. Signing off. Recommended resources just to share with people. Um, if they who want to further their journey into this um, into their, their their stress realm, uh, do you have anything on your list of recommended resources? Nav,
1: I'll cover uh, I'll cover two. Yeah. Uh, that you had you had written down one of them, brain, uh, Breath by James Nestor. Yeah, I haven't even read it. You <laughs> had it written down. <laughs> it's here. a good book. It's a great it's book. A great <laughs> book. Very very good book. Uh, to give you con- some context uh, to listeners, it's James Nestor. was a journalist. Who travelled the world studying different medical and spiritual practices of breath, and he wrote a whole entire book on it. Mm. And it's life changing, so absolutely amazing. Years
0: worth of work in that book, isn't
1: it? I don't know, to be honest, I can't speak on that. Yeah, but run. it's an amazing. We will say at least book. at least ten. Yeah, a good amount of time. <laughs> yeah, uh, and then the other one, which is a heavy book, but has honestly the more effect on it. I wanted to share it because I think we need to have understanding of our biology and physiology and our stress and how it impacts our body and our hormones mm-hmm. and how our mind can impact stress which can impact the brain and our physical state and our hormones i think that should be a base foundation within our own knowledge mm-hmm. and there's this book called why zebras don't get horses by a stanford university biologist uh, robert sapolsky it's a big book uh I wrote an explanation of what it's like. It explains how prolonged stress causes or intensifies a range of physical and mental afflictions, including depression, ulcers, uh, blood clots, heart disease, and more. Mm. And it's an amazing book that's like really blown my mind into uh, how stress impacts the brain and how that then moves into our immune system, nervous system, reproductive system, every aspect of our body. Wow. And in knowing that one of the most powerful drugs in the world is a placebo drug yeah like how crazy is that that Mm. so in so many cases of studies the placebo actually outworks the drug itself it's super common that the placebo is such a strong drug Mm. and yet we don't put enough emphasis on how our own thoughts can impact our own biology and physiology and this book really brought that to light so if anyone really it's a great book it's a big one but do recommend it
0: yeah, worth it. Yeah. It's better than reading like fucking 20 other books that don't help.
1: Couldn't agree more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: 20, 20 of just the first 10 pages and then that's it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, cool. And so the things I've gotten here is more of, um, more very open-ended, but I've just said YouTube guided meditations. There's, there's so many different flavors of meditations that, um, I won't go into for uh, the sake of time in this episode, but just jump on youtube and search guided meditations and search guided meditations based on what you search for because again find your flavor but the best way to, what well, one of the best ways to learn how to meditate is to do your first bunch of meditations guided, mm. whether they're guided by a somebody or they're guided by the voice of somebody that's on YouTube, or if you're one of the SMA members, Nav's got his guided meditations inside the app, which you can access in the Breathwork playlist. It's being talked through and, and coached through the process to understand, and that those meditations can take you to a physical state where you're like, Oh, that's what relaxation actually feels like. That's what it feels like to be more aware of my body. And once you understand it once, then you can go back there yourself through your own unguided meditation. So jump on YouTube and Spotify. You'll find some things or the SMA app. Um, uh, Stoicism and philosophy in general, just any sort of um, philosophical undertaking, learning, you know, for the record, I'm on uh, Buddhism at the moment. That's really helping me in my journey. Um, Nav and I are both massive fans of Stoicism, which I just look, I've spelt it wrong. I've spelt it Stiocicism. <laughs> I corrected it on mine. Okay, it's, <laughs> it's wrong on my um, So Stoicism is a is an ancient uh, Greek philosophy, I believe. Mm-hmm. And yep. uh, yeah, it's just, it, it's really good. And it talks uh, a lot, a lot about exercising self uh, self-awareness and um, uh, taking inventory of yourself and your thoughts is a really important thing and just philosophy in general. It's, it's taking a deeper look at what's important to us as humans and, and why we're here and it really helps us understand a deeper meaning for happiness which is uh, a positive stress. Yeah. and uh, and on that note just 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 general personal development book just the, the mm-hmm. concept and the category of um, personal development choosing to be proactive about your life and choosing to spend time learning more about yourself learning more about your mind and undertaking new skills and practicing them and developing your own arsenal of skills that will help you be the person you want to be till the day you die and that's it beautiful yep. Four beans, winner winner, chicken dinner. Chicken dinner. All right, beautiful. All right, we'll get one more sign off. Uh, I think this blue. No, that was the pink. What a way to
1: end,
0: (laughs) man! We should have our own Disney show. We should have (laughs) 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 that's actually a terrible idea. (laughs) All right, thank you very much for listening. That is the well. Technically, this episode is going to be launched uh, in beginning of January, two thousand and twenty three. But this is the last episode of the year because we're in December as we record this. So, um, even though by the time you listen to this, Christmas is over. Happy Christmas. Happy new year. Merry sorry, sorry. Merry Christmas. <laughs> merry, merry, merry new year. Merry, happy Christmas and merry new year from <laughs> Nav Josh and the strength and motion Academy team. Yes. Beautiful. Everyone. We will see you. Uh, we'll see you next month and uh, in, back in the studio for another, I don't even know what the next episode is going to be.
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm. I have thoughts of like maybe goal setting or something. Yeah, like actually idea. how to help people. How to get your shit together. Yeah, the structure their life so they could actually implement everything that we're That's sharing. a Good idea. People yeah. need that. Yeah, yeah,
0: that'd be good because that'll be launched around about February. Hey. Yeah. 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 Start the new year. That's yeah. when our that new challenge starts as well. So. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Maybe we should do that. Okay. Beautiful. Cool. That might be the next episode. So adios amigos, and we'll see you in the next episode. Goodbye. <laughs>